G'day Trendsetters, this is episode 600 of the Transmove podcast. My name is Tim Egg, and if you have a question for the show, jump on through to the website, transmove.com. Send me through an email, tim at transmove.com. Now, I've got the got the lurkies at the moment. I've, my daughter's got the cold, and she was generous enough to give it to me, which, you know, much appreciated. And so, I'm going to... I'll try not to, but I'll most likely be coughing and sniffing and grunting my way through the episode. Um... <laughs> But I'll just jump straight into it so I don't need to keep talking. Uh, today's question comes from Brendan, who I coach, who writes, At the moment, I look at a piece of food and weight just goes on. Uh, so what is the best way to calculate the metabolic weight rate without a lab? Uh, so I can get a baseline so I can get a baseline value of the amount of calories I need per day. As now and also how to cut calories to lose unwanted weight and ultimately get to race weight versus fueling for the session and and long-term performance so this is all good crap i like this um there 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 are mathematical equations um you can you can do to work out your metabolic your your general metabolic rate um you know by carrying or keeping a heart rate on for instance for your all day every day um you you'd want to get like a week's worth and it is um to to work out your um burn rate on average you're, you're looking at the duration which is obviously 24 hours um your average heart rate um your weight, your age, and it, there is a mathematical equation. It, it's a fair bit into it. Um, or you can just go onto various websites and apps and see what they recommend when you put your yeah your age, your weight, and all that info, and see what they come come back with, and you can kind of get a ballpark figure. Um, because you're extremely active, it doesn't mean they're going to be closer to the ballpark that you know you, you may not be on the pitch but it's going to give you a, a half an idea as for um now i also jumped on your training log um so as for um you know to re- re- reduce the calories so if i jump on your calorie jump on your calories jump on your training log on average um an average training week you burn roughly around ten thousand calories give or take a little bit that's not including strength training though um so on the days where you've had a few um things pop up and you couldn't get all your training in you, you can go, go as low as seven thousand calories throughout the week but ballpark figures you're looking at around that ten thousand calories burnt a week so, so that's a nice little number to, to um consider excuse me so and and this sort of stuff fascinates the crap out of me i've been learning tons more about this lately you know you look at um for for instance um, the the Norwegian model that the way they do their training is based around calories, and people are all over the show with the, with what does that what that actually means. And to give a quick example, I'm, I'm going off on the side here because, um, but it's you know I'll kind of try and tie it all up in a minute. But if you look, you know, for most of us, we look at 
training weeks, training sessions, as in training stress scores. So we've got the TSS. Um, it, it, again, it's a mathematical equation. It's a flawed system, but but for the most part, it works pretty good for most age groupers. Um, and the, the way we look at TSS, they look at their training um, in calories, which gives a, bit, a, a greater picture. Now, if you could, for, for instance, you can give me three athletes, all have a the same weekly TSS score of a thousand, and you can say one athlete, the first athlete has a, a TSS of a thousand. Um, just saying a thousand that means nothing to me, but but I need hours as well, and I can kind of paint a picture of what their training looks like. So, for instance, athlete number one, a thousand TSS with about fifteen hours of training. I'm going to go bloody hell there must be a fair bit of intensity in that the second athlete you can go that's a thousand tss with 25 hours of training and i'm going to go right well that's mostly low low volume training um just pretty well all low volume training i would assume then you're going to give me the third athlete that's got a thousand tss with roughly around that 20 hours a week and i'm going to go right that's probably a well-balanced program that's got a, a you know a good amount of intensity a good amount of low low vo- um, intensity in it. it it sounds well balanced to me so but they look at that but that's me looking at training within using the tss um they use similar but it's all calorie based and it's and work versus afterburn and the afterburn of calories is is become very fascinating to me and i I just can't stop staring at it the other day last saturday i I do a um a a long bike ride long hilly bike ride and i jump straight into a bathtub a hot bath very very hot and i noticed my calories um the calories my i noticed my heart rate hanging um sitting at around 134 135 beats a minute me just lying in this really hot bath and and it's not till I hop out is when I saw my heart rate drop. And for the afterburn, you know, there are mathematical equations. You do, doing the you know your average heart rate, the time, and, and you do it. I personally use Whoop. I open my Whoop app up and and will calculate all my calories twenty four hours a day. But in particular, I, I'll look at it straight after a training session. And so. I found, I, I'm just finding all that, this crap interesting, and and how to manipulate it, and and some sessions that you would think you're going to have this long afterburn, you're going to be burning calories for three hours after it, and but the fitter you come become, the less calories you burn. So, so my my rates will go just back down to normal within no time at all, but um. So, and that's another thing you got to look at when you're looking at these apps, for instance, that's going to get your rate. Let's say it, they recommend you're going to be burning on average 1,800 calories a day or 2,000 calories a day, day. You might be actually burning less than that because you're generally fitter than your average person. Um, for you to go walk 10Ks or go run 10Ks, you're going to be burning less calories than a person who's just got up off the couch or out of the office to run 10Ks. They're going to be burning a lot more. 
um, but just human, just purely because you're a hell of a lot more aerobically fitter than them. But as for um, how to lose weight, um, in the lead up to the last seven, eight Ironmans that I've done, I kept a, a pretty, pretty good training log, not training log, well, I've kept that, but um, a good diet log, I, I put, you know, you can use ShapeLink, they'll give you all that sort of good stuff, it's free, they'll give you the metabolic, your daily metabolic rate as well, um, I, I use a notebook, because I just like writing that crap down, it makes me really think about what's going in, and I log everything down, and there's, um, and I got the idea from um, an MMA coach. Jeez, what's his name? Coach Clayton. Um, he's uh, Charles Sonnen's old coach, and he would he'd get his athletes to write down all the um, the training, the um, the time of the they what they had, the timing of it, and everything. All all you know, your daily weight, everything was all written down. And so you go into the next fight, or in our case, the next race. And you can start looking at what hap- what you did on the last last race, um, areas for improvement, and you start doing it into this race. And now you've got the information from this race, and then you're going into the next race, and then you can start looking at trends. Yeah, um, you, it's very very. It can be. It can. Um, for me, it stuck out like dog balls uh, when, when I actually took the time and went through each training log, what worked, what didn't, when I saw um, what weight come off slowly, what happened when I saw it come off fast, what what did it, then I can jump into my training log, did, what did that do to my to my power, um, all sorts of stuff. So I eventually created um, a diet template for myself. And I'll share it in a minute, but this t- when I'm on this template, weight just naturally comes off. I don't need to think about dieting. Um, I got down to race weight without one day of dieting in the at the last Ironman, and it just naturally came off through the volume. Um, excuse me. So, so basically, what it is, I I, I class breakfast as the most important meal of the day because. It sets me myself up for the rest of the day. It's the most important meal to get right. Is probably the better way of putting it. If I get breakfast wrong, um, it's it has a snowball effect to it, where my um, I can just eat crap like you would not believe for the rest of the day. If I get breakfast wrong, if so, what I have for breakfast. It's just purely one serving of porridge. That's all I have. I'll measure that bad boy out with a measuring cup. I'll, I'll, put, I'll measure the milk out. I'll put it in. I'll get a teaspoon of brown sugar. And I'll sprinkle that over top. And, and I'll have that. It's um, 307 calories um, in total. If I was looking at the calories. Um, that's that's what I have for breakfast every morning. If I've got a bit of training to be had as well throughout the day, like a medium-sized training, let's say I'm training three hours that day, I'll also have a banana that morning. 
within within and around breakfast that will set me up like you wouldn't believe i i don't crave food much for the rest of the day the quality of the food improves greatly if i have that breakfast if i go off that at all whether i i want to you know whether i'm having cereal because i'm craving sugar when i wake up or i have toast or whether i have a protein shake or whether whatever it is the rest of the day um it can be you know dangerous when it comes to what i put in my mouth Um, and i only discovered this purely because of these dialogues i kept and taking the time to look through it so porridge with one banana if it's a medium training day or large training day um for lunch i generally have leftovers just about every single day from the night before now my wife we're in our house um my wife doesn't like having the same sort of meals too often me i'm a creature of habit i can have the exact same breakfast have the same lunch have the same dinner have the same training routes have you know week in week out and never get sick of it but but my wife likes um to get variety and so she's got this um list of foods and we all contribute to it where she'll look at a month's worth of food um dinners and she'll always cater for one extra meal because she knows i have leftovers the next day and we just purely give give the list to you know i i want this i want that and you know i want you know you know curry chicken and i want salmon and salad and it all just gets put in she'll look at it and then because she's a tight wad like i am she can work out right i'm going to need this amount of rice or whatever throughout the month i'm going to need this and then she can buy it all in bulk through too to say to save money but every meal over a month is different and so over the over the month we'll have a different dinner every single every single night we do have takeaway or you know takeaway one um every friday night to takeaway night whether it's um we'll eat at a pub or we'll get the actual takeaway i can manipulate this um a little bit as i get closer to to races yeah you know i'm 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 not wanting kfc i i i'd be looking saying oh let's let's have sushi or let's go to noodle box or you know at worst you know let's go pizza that's that sort of stuff so we'll have that every friday night but generally leftovers for lunch and if for some reason there are no leftovers i'll generally have um scrambled eggs or omelet or something like that um afternoon is when i'm at my dangerous of wanting to eat crap so i i'll have um a a vanilla protein shake and in that protein shake i'll stick um frozen but one frozen banana and um if and strawberries if either they're fresh or frozen strawberries and in total there'll be around 40 grams of protein in that and that that does that does the trick very nicely and then obviously dinner now um for dessert i'll have one serving of yogurt and and that and that's it now for the rest of now obviously if if i just had that throughout the day the weight's just going to pour off me i need more food and so if um i i would generally have um food in and around training now if i'm if i'm lucky 
I'll finish a training session and then I can have my protein shake straight after it. Or if I um, have breakfast, I go straight out to do a training session. If, But generally, if I'm, um, I've got a training session, I can fuel around that for for instance you know i can have a sports drink on the bike if it's more of an intensity session and then straight after it i might have um maybe a shake sometimes but generally i can have a banana or something something on the lines of that sometimes if there's a ton of leftover food i can just pour a little cut a little bit thing out stick it in the microwave and eat that for instance so I make make stuff up in and around training of, of what I'm going to have and what I feel for training is depending what type of training session it is. I will say this, I've been meaning to actually say this a hundred times, when you're when people are swimming, and I don't know why it irritates me, but it, it, I, it does, and I don't know why it shouldn't, I, excuse me, when swimming at the pool, we don't swim. We don't get to drink during a training during a race. So I see very little value in taking a water bottle to the pool. I never, 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 never do. Uh, even when if I do like a a really long swim session, I just, I just never take it take a, a drink. And I remember hearing these stories where um, Brett Sutton refuses to let anyone take water bottles to his swim sessions, and if if you take a bottle and you put it down, you get out of the water or you're in between intervals, you're looking for your bottle, can't find it. He's chucked it in the bin. And so I'm a, I kind of get the same thought pattern. Is If you're used to taking a hit off the bottle between every interval, you'll become used to taking a hit off the bottle every interval. And then, and then what? During a race, um, your body's used to getting a drink regularly. So I, I'm not a fan of that. But anyway... I, I, I digressed a little. Um, so we, we, we've, when it comes to fueling for the session, and this is something I've been meaning to put on. I've started writing it. I've just got to get the motivation to finish the um, post for coronavirus.com um, is the, my daily nutrition, of what, what I have in and around session. So if I've got a 90-minute a hard session, I might just need a sports drink during it. For instance, and I might start off with, I might have two water bottles and start off with just drinking water and then halfway through switch to um, a sports drink. I might, um, if very, very hard sessions, I'll I'll finish that session with Endura Optimizer. I really think, um, it you know, it doesn't taste like mother's milk, but it's, it does the trick. And depending on the length of the session and how hard it was, it depends on how many scoops of Endura Optimizer I did. For, for example... That session I was just talking about, that six-hour, five-and-something-hour hilly ride I did on on um, Saturday. Come home, first thing I did was um, had an Endura optimizer with six scoops of six scoops of Endura optimizer in it. So, and I drank that in in my hot bath. And then after I got dried off, then I could have have lunch, and you know, work works a treat. So it's just a matter of you know you got a, a long run of a morning you you don't need to be you know smashing out three bowls of fruit loops to fuel that you could you could have um porridge for, or oatmeal or you know eggs 
so something something on the line that will help get that session started but um yeah um i think i think i'm just you know gibbering here gibbering crap here but um the success and this is um not just in nutrition but this is in training everything everything in life really all success um big gains little gains everything that you can find will only be the noticeable if you're logging everything down as much as you can the more you log um the more chances of you finding what it is that's going to take you to that next level um so i do i do you know i've got books at home um of my diet logs i got also got tons of my coaching books that, that that i've taken notes along which i'm slowly but surely putting into um one drive but um yeah so in the lead up to any race or you're going on a diet for instance just start writing that information down and say and don't be and having it's one thing but, but you've got to do something with it and so don't be afraid to go on back and looking at it and you think oh well here i lost one kilo a day maybe that's a bit too much so what happens if i started losing a couple of hundred grams a day what was i doing there what did the training look like what did my diet look like and then you could start pasting everything there the blueprint to success if you write everything down will will be there you just got to take the time to log it and um, review it if you guys have any other questions jump on through to the website trainsmooth.com until next episode hooroo